present Episode 4 in the Green Valley Line, the story of a backcountry railroad in the early years of the 20th century. Suppressed excitement reigns in the little railroad community of Morristown. For the first time in its existence, the Green Valley Line is to have a chance to race with the CKMW for the mail contract. Young Bill Reed, the new assistant superintendent at Morristown, works night and day to have things in readiness. Our scene opens at the roundhouse, where Spider McGee pleads hard with Bill Reed for a chance to fire on the engine that pulls the mail special. I tell you, Spider, there's nothing doing. Uh, now listen here, Sam. Oh, besides, it's not my department. After all, Conan's a master mechanic here. It's up to him. Uh, couldn't you put in a word for me? Nothing doing. Uh, who's running the mail train out of here? Morrison is the engineer. Uh-huh. Danny Morrison's all right. But I wish they'd put me on a fire for him. You know, Slim, there's a lot of talk going on around what here. What kind of talk, Spider? Well, I ain't mentioning no names, but there's somebody would be mighty glad to see the Green Valley lose out on this here mail train. Just what do you mean by that, Spider? Anything special? Mm, you see, Slim, you sure tied into a tough job here on the Green Valley. And just on account of you and me being buddies a while back, I kind of like to see you put it over. Yeah. Although, of course, you being one of the main guys around here and me just a boomer... Maybe I hadn't ought to be so familiar. Oh, that's all right, Spider. We're still buddies, I guess. If you've got anything to say, go ahead and spill it. Well, you know, there's a lot of CKNW men working on this pike. Yes? Not only in the engines and in the roundhouse, but amongst the trainmen and the section foremen. Well, I know that, Spider. What of it? Well, the whole pack of them has taken their orders from Cronin. I figured they're going to pull something on the West End. When that damn mail special goes through, look out. So you're not just getting suspicious now, Spider. Dead sure, I tell you. There's some funny work going on. What do you think is going to happen? Well, that I ain't figured out yet. But there's 80-odd miles of track through the mountains. Even if they don't fix one on the engine, why, they, all they got to do is throw a rail somewhere, and that's the end of the chances with the mail contract. All right, Spider, thanks a lot. I'll keep my eyes skinned. How's the old 1010? Oh, shucks, she's all to pieces. Darn shame to see a good engine run down like that. Can't get a thing done to her. All she needs is a couple of days overhaul, and then she'd be as good as ever. All right, Spider, I'm going in to see Cronin. I'll speak about it. I reckon you won't get much out of Cronin. Maybe not, but we'll see. And say another thing, Spider. I'll be working late tonight in the superintendent's office. If you've nothing else to do, I'd like you to drop in around 10 o'clock. Come in the back entrance. Well, hey, what do you think I am, a spotter or something? Oh, nothing like that, but we may need your help. Well, okay. 10 o'clock, then. Sure you don't forget now. Okay, I won't. Morning, Cronin. Oh, morning, morning. Come in, come in. Uh, I've been expecting to see you. Been back east, did you? That's right. Just got back yesterday. Well, I was a big chief. You mean my father? Sure, I used to work for him. <laughs> It looks as though I'll be working for him again pretty soon. You mean the rumor about the Green Valley being taken over by the CKNW? Rumor? Wouldn't well, there's certainty, ain't it? I wouldn't be too sure of that if I were you, Cronin. Well, that's how she looks to me. I came to talk about this mail contract job. Sure, you ain't serious, are you? The Green Valley ain't got a chance in the world to get to swing that contract. We won't go into that, Cronin, but I'm glad you mentioned it. Gives me an idea of where you stand. Say, say, that's all right, and I might as well tell you where I stand. I'm working for the Green Valley. I was the one who arranged for that trial run, and I'm out to make good on it. Get the idea? Mm-hmm. The old man's going to be tickled to death when he hears about your working against him, ain't he? Don't worry. He knows about it already. Besides, that's my business. Now let's talk about engines. What have you got for the mail run? Well, we're tuning up the 590. He's the best engine we get in the West End. 
Machines so good. You mean to say we've only got one engine in fair shape on the west end? Well, no, there's three or four engines in good shape, but they ain't got to speak. I see. What's the matter with this yard engine, the 1010? They seem to be having a lot of trouble on the hill. Mm-hmm. Suppose this here Spider McGee's been putting up a holler? <laughs> if you go around talking to the boomers about the state of things, you sure get an earful. I asked you what was wrong with that engine. Oh, she's just a bunch of junk and scrap, that's all. It ain't worth fixing. And yet they say she was a mighty good engine two years ago. One of the fastest on the road. Mm. Hey, this here home guard's sure getting some funny ideas. Cronin... I want the 1010 put in shape. What? You mean I'm going to waste good material on that old goat? That's what I said. Mm. <clears throat> well, what do you want done? I understand she wants quite a few new tubes, new grates, and I want her tightened up. <laughs> I guess you'll have to wait a while. Then, because, well, we ain't got enough men to do the work right now. You'll have four new machinists today. They'll report at one o'clock. Put them on the 1010. Have it ready in 48 hours. Say, you ain't aiming to put her on the mail run, are you? No, I just want her fixed, that's all. Uh, well, I guess you'll have to talk to the super and see what he says about Don't it. Don't waste your time. If you ring him up, you'll find out I've got his authority. Well, I'll be done. All right, Cronin. I'll be around this afternoon to see how you're getting on. Well, I'm if he ain't just as bad as his old man. Come on, Mickey, let's eat. Sure, we'll be setting up to the counter. I want to talk to Maggie. Well, hello, Mickey. Hello. And look who's here, the great spider monkey in person. Thought you'd quit a spider. Oh, listen. The way you blowed me off the first night that I came in here with Bill Reed, you're mighty lucky to get me back here again. Well, maybe I sized him up wrong. They say that friend of yours is sure stirring things up. Sure, didn't I tell you? Pretty soon you're going to be mighty glad you got them shares in the Green Valley, Maggie. Gosh, I hope you're right. Well, what do you have, boys? Give me one of those big T-bone steaks, Maggie. Leave everything on but the horns and the hoofs. Just warm what's on both sides and throw it on the plate. Same for me, Maggie. And when you're through with the order, I want to talk to you, Maggie. I have a letter from the old country. I get you, Mickey. I'll be back in a minute. You know, Mickey, I'm feeling kind of good today. Looks like we're going to get somewhere. Looks like it, Spider. With the old tin tin going into the shops for a while for fixing up, I'll be feeling pretty good myself. Uh, did you pipe the look on Cronin's face when we pulled into the with the engine? I did that. I'll be glad when them repairs is done. That filly's a bad actor. He can throw a monkey wrench in until the works. He'll do it. Ah, not with young Bill watching him. That youngster means business, Mickey. Well, good luck to the boy. It's an uphill road he's after traveling. Here you are, boys. Oh, put her right there, Mickey. Don't nobody talk to me for the next 20 minutes. What's the news you got from the old country, Mickey? Well, you remember the little girl I was telling you about? Sure. You uh, don't mean she's coming out here. Aye, uh, she's on her way out. I had a letter from my sister Bridget to say the youngster was leaving three weeks ago. And I got a telegram from New York that just says she was on her way. My goodness, then she'll soon be here. Aye, if she comes straight through, she'll be here on number 10 tomorrow, I'm thinking. Well, ain't that nice. You're not forgetting the promise you made me? Of course not, Mickey. I'll be glad to give her a chance. Has she had any experience? In service for three or four years now. Fine, and she's coming tomorrow. Land's sake, who's going to meet her? Well, I'll be at the train myself, I'm thinking, if I'm not working. And you could slip out for a few minutes, maybe. You, you leave it to me, Mickey. I'll be there. Just 
think of that girl coming all this way alone. How old is she? Uh, what's her name? I'm thinking she'll be just 18 this fall. Her name is Sheila McGuire. Fine. I look after her, Mickey. And if she makes out all right, there'll be a job for her at the Green Valley Restaurant as long as she wants. That's mighty generous of you, Maggie, and I'll not be forgetting it. Oh, shucks, that's nothing. Excuse me now, Mickey. I have to get busy. Look, come on now, Mickey. Eat your dinner. There's a mess of stuff to straighten out in that yard, and only a couple of hours before it gets dark. Hurry now. It's mighty bossy you're getting around here lately, Spider McGee. Anybody think you were running the whole railroad? Ah, oh, come on. We gotta get through. I got some business to do tonight. Oh, I suppose the superintendent is after consulting you. Maybe you ain't so far wrong at that. Yeah, come on, eat so. your dinner. Evening, Mr. Harkness. Oh, evening, Spider. Sit down. Thanks. Spider, I've been telling the superintendent here about our talk this morning. Yeah, I'm sure glad you decided to fix up the old ten ten. How are they getting on with her? Fine. She sure did the right thing putting them local men on to fix her. Well, what speed do you reckon she can make when she's right, Spider? You know, Mr. Harkness, we had her up to 60 with a train behind her. Of course, she's liable to be kind of stiff when she comes out into shops. Yeah, well, maybe you can loosen her up some. There'll be time for that. Say, you ain't aiming to use her on that mail run, are you? <laughs> well, no, not exactly. Ah. We just had an idea or two, that's all. Oh, good. You know the West End, Spider? Yes, I ought to. I've been running it pretty regular ever since I've been working on the Green Valley. What about these CK&W men, Spider? Well, as I was telling you, there's a whole lot of talk going on. They claim that the mail special ain't ever going to get through the mountain. Listen, Spider... We get those two cars of mail off the S&M at Glassbell on the East End at 1.10 in the morning. It'll be a night run as far as Millwater Siding. I don't reckon you'll have any trouble on the East End. It's open country, and they won't try anything oh, there. That's what we figure. The special will be in the Morristown around 2.30. Well, what time do you figure to make? Well, to beat the CK&W time by an hour, we've got to average only 38 miles an hour over the whole run. Gosh, that's a plenty. It means hitting her up to 65 or 70 on level track. Sure, we figure we can do that if hey, all goes well. Sure. Now, we want you and Mickey to be ready with old 1010. What for? We're going to run 1010 ahead of the mail train as a pilot through the mountain. Good. Gee, whiskers. So that's the layout. That's right? the layout. Hey, what's what that? that? I don't know. But there's somebody outside of the door. Outside. Come on, let's go. in the Green Valley, a race for the mail contract against the power of the big interests. Bill Reed will require all his ingenuity to meet the coming opposition. Don't miss the next episode in the Green Valley Line.
present the fifth episode in the Green Valley Line, the story of a backcountry railroad in the early years of the 20th century. Preparations for the trial mail run, in which the Green Valley Line is to compete with the CK&W for the mail contract, are just about complete. In spite of its shorter line, the odds are against the Green Valley. All over the West, sympathy is on the side of the little railroad. Bill Reed is out to win against his father's company. The old 1010 is out of the shops, all tuned up for action, and is just returning from a trial run over the West End. The scene opens in the engine cab where we find our friends Mickey Donegan, Spider McGee, and Bill Reed. All right, Mickey, you can take it easy in the town. Gosh, I never thought this old mill could make that time. Hey, what did I tell you? What do you make? The average running time, Mr. Reed? Better than 40 on the outward run, and close to 44 so far coming back. Hey, what did I tell you? Didn't I say she could do it? And we ain't really opened her up yet. What do you think of her, Mickey? Well, she's just as good as ever. Them side rods is working pretty stiff, and the eccentric straps are silent up a little. But she's doing fine. If we send her out on that pilot run tomorrow, do you think she can keep ahead of the mail special, Mickey? Better an accident, I'm sure of it, sir. What do you say, Spider? Uh-huh. Don't you worry about keeping ahead as far as running goes. As long as you lay, don't lay us off with this bump dispatching. Well, I'll see to that. Say, what about that fellow who was snooping around the office last night? You suppose he heard what you was planning? You mean about running the 1010 ahead as a pilot? Sure. I don't know, Spider. I hope so. If it was somebody spying for the opposition. What do you mean? You wanted it to be heard? Sure. Never mind why now. You'll find out later. Well, suffer feet. I don't get you. Wish thou spider. Quit your blathering and watch out for that yard signal. Okay, Mickey. There goes the forward. Keep her a-going. And say, don't forget you got to meet number 10, Mickey. She'll be in in about eight minutes. Sure I not forget. I'll be dropping off with Mr. Reed when we head into the alley. You can take it into the shops and tell him to loosen up that key on that left side rod. Okay, Mickey. Oh, what's doing, Mickey? Friends coming on number 10? I'm expecting a young girl from the old country, Mrs. DeBridge's daughter. Oh, is that so? She's coming here on a visit? <laughs> Big God, she's coming to live here. Maggie Flint at the Green Valley Restaurant has given her a job. Fine. Hope she likes it here, Mickey. there, Mickey. My goodness, I was afraid you wouldn't be able to make it. Well, well, now, Maggie, and it's all dressed up your hair. Sure, it was good of you to come. Oh, that's nothing. Do you know this girl when you see her? Well, be dad, and how should I? When I left the old country, she was barely the height of me knee. For land's sakes, how are you going to pick her out? Hold on now. I have the description. Yes? About five foot three in height. Yes? Slim built. Yes? With dark hair and blue eyes. Yes? With a black dress on and a green feather in her hat. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll be spotting her all right. There's number ten now coming down the hill. My goodness, you're all excited, Mickey. Sure, it's the first one of my own people I've seen for many and many a day. Well, here we are. Civil a sign. I wonder if she's coming by another train. Maybe so. Everybody's off already. Hold on! What is it? The garage yourself now. Oh. You see the little girl over yonder packing the old green yes. carpet bag. Yes. Hello there, young lady. 
Would your name be Sheila McGuire now? Sure, that's me name. And you'll be me Uncle Mickey. That's right. Well, well, now it's fine to be seeing you, Sheila, darling. Shake hands with Mrs. Flint here. She's after coming to meet you. Hello there, honey. My goodness, I'm mighty glad to see you. Catch hold of that grip, Mickey. And how's your mother, Sheila? Sure, she do be well in bed. Gracious, you must be awful tired after the long journey. But I'm not tired at all. Sure, I haven't done a bit of work since I did be leaving Glenlaw. Only I did be frightened to death over the steamers and the big trains and all. Well, well, now sure you're the lineage of your mother when she was a girl. Where do we be going, Uncle Mickey? We're going just across the street to the restaurant. It's only a little way. Then I'll be leaving you. Mind your step now. Goodbye, Sheila, darling. I'll see you later. Say, Pop, you ought to have seen that old 10-10 fly on the West End. You know the time she made? Sure, I was listening to the reports. She was sure traveling, Bill. Why, what's wrong, Pop? Anything the matter? No, I don't know. John Green's coming right over. Oh? Yeah, he wants to talk to us both. Say, you... You don't think he's going to try to interfere with that mail run, do you? I can't say. He's standing in with your father in the CKW. I guess he's strong for us getting that mail contract. But he can't stop us, Pop. You you don't have to tell him our plans, do you? Well, I don't know. He's president of the road, Bill. Oh, gosh, yes, but the directors are all behind us. And they know he's favoring the CKW. I don't see what he can do. Say, you don't think he'd pull anything crooked, do you? Oh, not a chance, son. John Graham Square. It's just that he doesn't believe we can pull the Green Valley out of the hole. And he's in favor of giving in. Yes, I see. Well, what advantage would it be to him? Why, John Graham would be well looked after, I guess. Be able to retire comfortably. Well, it's quite a mix-up, all right. Anyway, here comes Mr. Graham. Oh, uh, morning, John. Morning, Henry. How are you, young fellow? Just fine, Mr. Graham. Won't you sit down? Uh, Thanks. Well, what's on your mind, John? Oh, I just want to have a word with you and Reed here. It's about this mail contract idea. Oh, yeah? Yes. Don't you think you're going at this thing a little hastily, Henry? Oh, shucks. Why, we've been trying for the last 15 years to get a chance at it, John. Yes, yes, of course. But the way things are, why, you're going to antagonize J.J. Reed more than ever. And we're in a mighty bad position. Well, no good going over that again, as far as I can see, John, unless you've got something to propose. Now, that's the point. I had a letter from Mr. Reed today. And if we could abandon the idea for this mail contract, I think you'd find him very reasonable. Well, I reckon it's too late to think of that now. Mm, How about you, Reed? Hmm? It's all very well to get enthusiastic about putting the Green Valley Road on its feet, but... But but what, Mr. Graham? Why, don't you see? Here you are fighting against your own father. Unnatural, I call it. Is that so? Let me tell you something. I've worked for my father ever since I was a kid. Whatever I got for it, I've earned ten times over. He never gave me anything, not even a college education. I had to pay for that out of my own savings. Maybe that was the best thing that could have happened. Maybe it was, but it means that nobody has any strings on me. Father's made a pile of money by doing just what he's trying to do with the Green Valley. Getting hold of mortgages, then freezing out the stockholders and grabbing the property. But that's nothing new. It's being done every day. Sure it is, I know it, but it's not going to happen to the Green Valley if I can help it. But you haven't a chance. Oh? Why, even if you did get this mail contract, we've only 90 days to meet the interest on our mortgages. A hundred and fifty thousand. Well, there's not a bank in the country that would lend us a dollar. I know all about that, Mr. Graham. What do you say, Harkness? Uh, Can't you use a little sense before it's too late? Well, what's the proposition, John? Why, Reed is willing to reopen the deal to buy the Green Valley. 
He'll make us a little better offer. It would mean a more substantial cash allowance for you and me and the other directors. Well, hold on there now. Ain't a bit of use going into that, John, and you ought to know it. Well, I I wish you luck with the venture, Henry, but it's a pretty hard road you're traveling. Maybe you're right, Mr. Graham, but we're going to give it a whirl. We might surprise you yet. Mm, I hope so, young fellow. And now there's another matter. Yes? Uh, Mrs. Graham and I have been expecting to see you before this up at the house. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I've been intending to call, but it's been quite a rush lately. Well, uh, what about dinner tonight? Why, really, you see, we've got the trial run on tomorrow morning, and things are kind of busy. Oh, shucks now, Bill. You better go along. Everything's ready, and I'll tend to the work here. Well, all right, Mr. Graham, tonight, then. Well, that's fine. Uh, Seven o'clock, then. All right. Oh, quite informal. Just uh, Mrs. Graham and uh, my daughter, Carrie. Oh, uh, yes. All right. Uh, Seven o'clock, then, sir. Mm, Good. Uh, So long, Henry. So long, John. So that's that. Well, I forgot about that fire-eating daughter. I suppose we'll have another run-in tonight. Ah, say, listen here, young fella. You got the wrong idea about Carrie Graham. Where's yeah. the finer gal in the whole country? <laughs> the pride of the old Green Valley, eh, Pop? I will say she's not hard to look at. If only she hadn't such a mean tongue. Ah, you're all wrong now, Bill. There's nothing mean about young Carrie. She sure hopped onto me the first time we met. Made me feel like 30 cents. Oh, well, I've got something more important to think about just now. I guess we're, we're all set for tomorrow, eh, Pop? Sure, as far as we can be. I hate to leave things tonight, but... Well, I'll get away from the Grahams as soon as I can. The engines are all ready, huh? I'll ride with Spider and Mickey on the 1010. Not that I can do any good if anything breaks loose, but I'd like to be along. Suit yourself, son. I think I'll slide over to the hotel and change. Well, Pop, tomorrow we'll know the answer. Either we'll have landed that mail contract or... Uh, sure... That's right. Tomorrow we'll know. Well, don't worry, Pop. We'll make it. See you later. And now, William, my boy, if you'll excuse me, I'll have to leave you and Carrie to entertain yourselves. I have some letters to get off, and Mrs. Graham retires very early. Well, that's all right, Mr. Graham. I'll have to be getting back to the office anyhow. Oh, don't hurry away. Good night, Carrie. Good night, Father. Good night, William. Good night, sir. Aha! Alone at last, as they say in the storybooks. Oh, please don't try to be funny on my account. You know, you've improved quite a lot since the day I first met you. You're almost friendly. Oh, one has to be polite to give. In the railroad business, we entertain all kinds of people. (laughs) Well, that's one for you. So you've still got me sized up as the villain of the piece, huh? I don't know. You're rather a puzzle to me. Not that it matters much. Oh, no. No, of course not. Personally, I think you're bluffing. I've got an idea that under that cold exterior burns a warm and kindly nature. Really? Well, don't jump to conclusions. Oh, let's stop fencing with each other. How are chances for the mail run tomorrow? Just fine. Everything's all set. The boys are on their toes. Tomorrow, my dear Miss Graham, will be a red-letter day in the history of the Green Valley Line. And all through the amazing genius of Mr. William Reed. Sure, you got it. However did you get it? Oh, you make me tired. Oh, listen, listen. I've got a favor to ask you. What? Oh, don't look so surprised. It's only a small matter. I'm going out on the West End run tomorrow with a pilot engine. Pop Harkness will be all alone at the office. And, well, Pop gets mighty anxious about this mail run. But what do you want me to do? Why, it's this. For some unknown reason, Pop thinks an awful lot of you. Oh, well. And if you'd go down to the office and sit with him while the reports are coming in in the mail special, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Well, of course I will. Yeah. I'd do anything for Pop Harkness, and I know how he feels. Tell him I'll be there. Right. Thanks very much. Now I, I've got to go. Miss Graham, I must thank you for a very delightful evening. Oh, don't mention it, Mr. Reed. Now, the next thing you say is, 
I hope you'll come again sometime. I'm not going to say any such thing. That's all right. I'm coming anyway. Good night. Good night. All set for the big mail run. All along the old Green Valley, the men are on their toes, out to win against the big opposition road. Don't miss episode six of The Green Valley Line. <laughs> 